0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek Hey, this is Matt Lesher This is Phil Lamar
1: Hey, this is Rob Taylor, A.K.A. the Penguin of Gotham You are listening to Geek Vibes Live here we go. Hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview. We have a really exciting show for you guys today. My name is Tia, your host, as always. Now, here's a little question for anyone who's listening. Have you guys seen a little movie? It's about fishes. Aquaman. That's right. Aquaman, the movie that has been killing it in the box office for the past few weeks. Um, we are going to be interview- interviewing, sorry about that guys, we're going to be interviewing Ludi Lynn tonight. It's really exciting. He played Merc in the latest Aquaman movie. We'll be getting him on shortly. Can we just talk for a moment how utterly exciting it is that we have this DCEU movie that is doing so well, and it's an Aquaman movie. I know it's insane, that guys, but this is the character that we all kind of made fun of a little. I can admit that. You can admit that. The guy talks to fishes. That certainly, there's nothing... Uh, crazy, superheroish, cool, asked about that. But Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry has just been fantastic. And the job that James Wan has done directing this film, it completely, I think, just changed everyone's perception on the character to have what... Seemed to be one of the lamest powers out there. Talking to fishes was completely made cool in this movie, and it is on track to be one billion dollars in the box office. Um, so, without further ado, I have my guest of honor, Ludi Lin. How are you today, Ludi? Hi,
0: <laughs> Jeez, I'm really great. Thanks, guys. How are you guys doing? <laughs>
1: We're all doing very well today. I was just saying that Aquaman, the movie which has only been out in a few short weeks, is well on its way to making $1 billion in the box office. How does that make you feel to be a part of something like that?
0: Well, it's a a staggering number, and it's hard to get my head to wrap around it. But um, I think what's important to me is that people actually like it. A lot of people like it. And, you know, people are allowed to have different opinions. But I think most people really enjoy the experience of watching it and have fun watching it. So that's important to me.
1: I went to go see it the night that it premiered. And I have to say I was blown away. The visuals alone were so fantastic. But everything from... The fight scenes, the dialogue, it was truly a fantastic movie in general. Um, when you were filming this movie and you played the character Merck in it, did you ever expect for the feedback to be so rewarding?
0: I never expected it at all. I mean, even after the first time I watched the film, I wasn't sure um, if everyone would be so uh, welcoming and receiving it and have so much fun watching it so um, but yeah, just have no idea in a big film like this from reading the script to actually filming it and then to actually you know uh, watching it just there's some sometimes there's just some magic in film that you can't predict so it's really nice kind of interesting
1: right and I'm not going to make that kind of obligatory joke that I feel every interviewer is going to make that did you film most of it underneath water? Obviously, there's a lot of visual effects in the movie. So while you were filming, did you find it at all difficult at times to film where there's probably a lot of green screen around you? Was it hard to visualize the moment while you were in it?
0: Uh, no, not really. I mean, I mean, in this career, you're always coming up with uh, facing challenges and, and new things we have to adapt to, and that's what I love about it. And the good thing is James had such a handle on um, all this stuff, even the new technologies that we had, had to test out for this film that um, we felt like he was in control all the time. And then, you know, like our job is to make belief. So whether it's a green screen or um, actually we had a lot of sets that were just incredible that were actually built on top of green screens. So it's a mesh of different technologies coming together to help us do our jobs properly and to tell a story.
1: Oh wow, that is really cool that they were able to do that. I mean, it was yeah. just gorgeous. How how was the process? you know, you know can I can I
0: say something here? Yeah, um,
1: yeah, of course. Sorry, I didn't. I
0: I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't sure whether this was going to be live or a taped interview. So, and I guess I called in at just the right time, and you guys were fantastic in in. <laughs> and segueing right into the segment. I think I called in like just at the nick of time. And if I'm it's I'm in Beijing right now, it's eight AM and uh there's still people sleeping in the house and uh and I'm actually just doing my morning stretches, so excuse me if I sound a little bit out of breath or or whatever. <laughs> but uh I'm happy being here talking to you guys. You guys are on the east coast, right?
1: Uh, I'm in New York, so what? where are you and what time uh, is it right now? Yeah,
0: I'm in Beijing, so it's 8 a.m. here.
1: <laughs> uh, it's 7 p.m. here, so I've right. kind of done most of my day while you're beginning your day. That's really cool. I, I did read something about that you were living in beijing that i thought maybe you would be somewhere in the state but that's really cool that we're conversing oh, i was right recently now. <laughs> i was
0: recently yeah it's amazing i mean i was recently in la um and i just got to beijing about a couple of weeks ago to go to malaysia for my next project and what's amazing about this is i mean really it's like science fiction now people can imagine this back in the day because last week i was flying from beijing to malaysia And right now it's minus, about minus 13 in Beijing. And then that day I flew six hours to Malaysia and where it was above 33, and this is centigrade. So um, however you translate to Fahrenheit, basically there's a difference of like 80 degrees in Fahrenheit. And I experienced (laughs) that in one day. Yeah, it's... It's really fantastic, you know. When I was growing up as a kid, I would never could have imagined that um, that I'd be living the life I am living right now, and working in the line of work that I'm doing. It's um, pretty incredible. I feel blessed, so thank you all.
1: I think that's amazing, and thank you for expressing that. When they even told me that I would be speaking with a gentleman who was involved in Aquaman, I was like, "That's huge." I mean. Even for something like that that we're talking right now and you have been involved in this amazing project, so incredibly happy about this. And I do thank you for taking a moment out of your morning stretches to speak with me. I feel like you definitely had to stay in shape to be in this movie a lot going on.
0: Yeah, just the costume alone—it was like a hundred pounds to put on. So that was not, that was one of the main requirements. And of course, with um, Jason Momoa said, I mean, we had a fantastic gym built in and lots of professionals training us, so it wasn't too difficult staying in shape.
1: And was that an actual costume, or were was there a lot of um, I see behind the scenes with something where they're pretty much wearing this gray suit that after special effects goes into it, that's when it kind of gets built. But was yours um, an actual costume costume?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you that most of the costumes were actual costumes and um, just kind of special effects added in the dazzle on the costumes um, the only thing that were I think mainly special effects are the crazy creatures you see in the movie. And I think in our industry we still feel that physical effects, things that are actually there work better than purely things that are made up by computer graphics. I think computer graphics help, but having the thing there has a solid feel to it, you know. I think someday if there were able to actually genetically engineer all the dragons and, and crazy sea creatures, they would do that instead of making it computerized. That would be kind of a fun experiment in itself.
1: It would, I feel like. And that's super impressive on the costume department because that final scene with Jason Momoa where he brings in that costume was absolutely glorious. Amber Heard's costume was so so awesome to look at everything just on screen James Wan did such a fantastic job it must have been really cool to work with him day in and day out
0: it was really exciting he's just like a mad scientist mixed with a kitten candy store and I've said this before because he's just so enthusiastic about his job and he's so meticulous in planning it Um, but he brought it all together. I mean, we had an amazing costume crew for my makeup artist, and we had a few of them. They were all Oscar winners, and and the special effects team as well worked with James on things like Fast and Furious 7, which is another incredible film. That's why I echo him that it's such a shame that Aquaman didn't get a nomination for the visual effects Oscars because it was such a tremendous job that they did and everything was, you know, put together in such a such a neat and seamless way. And that is something that's staggering to me about the film. And, yeah, it's a shame that they didn't get mentioned in Oscars.
1: That is very strange because you can ask myself and anyone who is affiliated with Geek Vibes Nation that it was... Stunning the film to watch the visual effects, the costuming, visually it, overall, it was a fantastic movie. But especially visually, it it is completely strange that the Oscars at times really don't know how to properly recognize. I think these comic book superhero movies. That I certainly hope moving forward we can do so more.
0: That's all right. It's just opinions. But, um, yeah, but the important thing is that a lot of people like it
1: absolutely, and amongst this movie that you were in, there were so many big names in it, um William Defoe, Nicole Kidman, just so many fantastic actors, and I have to know who. And I know this is a bit of a loaded question to ask you to pick, but who was your favorite to work with?
0: Um, you know, um, on a big movie like this, you it's hard to spend a lot of time with um, any particular person because we're shooting four units at once and then everyone's got their day packed. But I have to say that... Um, Willem and I, we spent quite a bit of time, um, and he's just such an open and and honest and frank man, and so deep as well, and so friendly that it's just incredible. I mean, every time we're in an elevator, someone would take a look at him and go, "Oh, you're that, you're that guy who's always playing the bad guy," and then after <laughs> I got to know him, to me, it's such a, such an unjust question, you know a statement to make because he's such a good person and um, and he's played so many various roles um, in his very long and prodigious career um, but yeah he's just an incredible man I mean I must have with him I must have seen over a thousand people ask for a photograph or an autograph and I've never seen him turn a single person down and um, he's an inspiration I mean just He told me that it takes such a little amount of time out of his day to make someone really happy, so he's really willing to do that, you know? Someday I hope I can do the same.
1: That's really fantastic to hear. Um, I, I will admit that even myself, watching Aquaman, I was waiting for the moment that, uh, William Defoe's character would become the bad guy just because... Yeah, really? I
0: think, that's funny.
1: <laughs> um, I, I think we all just kind of associate in a little bit in the back of our head when he uh, was in the original Spider-Man movies. We just all have that, even though it's been so long at this point of time. But um, <laughs> I think that that's really wonderful to hear um It must have made the filming experience for yourself just so much easier to be among great actors who um, just made it
0: easier. Well, just incredible. Everyone's so professional. I mean, Patrick Wilson has worked with James on several projects in The Conjuring Universe. Um, Of course, Jason Momoa is always intense but happy doing his job. It's It's really great. I just have to remind people that at the end of the day, we're just you know, they're just people, no matter how famous people get, Um I mean, we're just people, so um we have personalities, and we have uh days that we're feeling good and bad, or, but basically, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 99% the same as everyone else.
1: <laughs> right, I think that's probably what some people forget, you have a job just like all of us, you just happen to go, and uh, your job goes on a wonderfully big screen that everyone else goes to to enjoy what they're watching.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, and I wouldn't be able to do my job without everyone else, but definitely not without the audience. I mean, um, like in Aquaman, I don't think the film was complete for me until I got the feedback from all the fans and how everyone enjoyed it. That really made it um a, a happy ending for me
1: needless to say if James Wan wanted you to do another project of his you would be on board for it
0: of course first of all it puts food on my table um <laughs> second of all James is just yeah of course he's so supportive of Asian artists being uh like a Uh, of Malaysian-Chinese heritage himself. Um, And I, I would love to do more international projects and tell stories across different cultures, you know?
1: Absolutely. That's so incredibly important. And I think that we did see some of that in Aquaman, that expanding of diversity And we see, obviously, how well that's being received by the audience who want that and who have waited so long to see that, especially in superhero comic book movies.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, America has always taught itself as a melting pot of different cultures. And that's why Western culture is so fascinating, because it's kind of a mishmash of different cultures. But um, for myself, I feel like in this melting pot, you know, Chinese as, say, Chinese food has always been an ingredient, um, being the food on the table. But I, as a Chinese person of um, also North American um, kind of upbringing, I would like to have a seat at the table as well and not just be what's being served, you know,
1: Absolutely, I think it makes complete sense. We've um, spent so much time appreciating the food and the culture, but then as far as representation on our screen, it's not something that we've really seen a whole lot of, and it certainly needs to change moving forward.
0: I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> Going based on that, if you were to be um, a superhero, both DC and Marvel, who would you like to be on screen?
0: Who would I like to be? Um, gosh, you know, for <laughs> I think one of my dreams is always to play some of the characters in the favorite animes that I grew up with. And a lot of them are being developed right now. I mean, I had a dream when I was not when I was a kid, (laughs) maybe this is hard to admit, but probably late teens or maybe even adult, when I fell asleep and I dreamt that I drove my Gundam, I don't know if people know what that is, but I think Geek Nation, a lot of people would, but um, I drove a Gundam to school, and then I was (laughs) so real, and I woke up thinking that I had a Gundam, you know, um, but then I quickly realized that I didn't, and that wasn't real. Um, so it was a bit of a disappointment. But I think a few of the, or uh, a Gundam movie, a live action is in the works, and there's great projects like Cowboy Bebop and different animes in the works. Um, but to further that, I think, you know, even some of the, the roles that are, that have a very traditional stereotype caricature. Like I would love to see an Asian James Bond or an African, uh, a black James Bond or whatever, right? I think people would find things interesting because, I mean, I think, you know, white Hollywood is kind of running running out of um, interest just based on that mon- monotone kind of depiction alone. So I think it'll be interesting to, Mix it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying?
1: I completely agree. I'm not sure if you saw, but on Twitter not too long ago, it was trending that people wanted Idris Elba as the next James Bond. And when he came out and said, no, guys, I'm not going to be the next 007, I think we all had a collective um, kind of like a, a, a a cry fest all together especially us women, we would have really loved to see that on screen and uh, it's a shame that we're not going to.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Maybe, yeah. Well, if he's not interested, I'm sure someone else will come up and take the mantle. The important thing is that um, the idea is out there in the universe and once it's out there, you can't take it back.
1: Absolutely. And just to kind of let you know, growing up um, to NAMI, Cartoon Network was always on and I watched a lot of them so it it would be pretty cool if we had a movie or if that was even real so I can see where that dream kind of manifested from and I'm a little sad for you that that wasn't a reality when you woke up.
0: (laughs) Maybe it will someday you know fingers crossed.
1: One day right and kind of moving uh, back a little to the movies um, with like this technology and I'm thinking cool suits and everything, how do you think the comparison What is between filming such a blockbuster like Aquaman uh, compared to filming a blockbuster like Power Rangers, especially the history behind Power Rangers we've lived with different variations for years now. And so how was that being in the latest ad- adaptation of the Power Rangers?
0: You know, it was um, it was really a, um, how do I say this, an, an enlightening experience. It was a really exciting, but really enlightening as well, because first of all, I grew up watching the Power Rangers too. Um, And I had no idea that so many people shared that love for the series over the entire world. I mean, there's a lot of people in, like, the fan base in Brazil was crazy. Um, And then just having people coming up to me and saying that, you know, Power Rangers got them through um, a lot of difficult times in their past, and that's why it's important for them. Um, I mean, I totally share that as well because it's one of the most... Uh, fundamental and one of the first American or Western cultural things that, and it's not even, you know, totally Western, that's the thing, but that um that helped me through a lot of difficult times when I was moving around and having no one to look up to or um, places to look for for guidance, right? Um, an interesting thing happened to me just yesterday, actually, here in Beijing. So I was invited to a, um, a kind of a film festival, but this film festival includes um, is, is is made for writers instead of um, you know actors and filmmakers. So it's a writers festival, and guess who shows up in Beijing, out of all places and out of all people, um, is Mike Reese, who's one of the creators of The Simpsons.
1: Really? And
0: yes. And just meeting him totally made me think of a lot of fans who came up to me um, just professing their love for the Power Rangers, say, like, how it got them through some difficult times. Because The Simpsons, without The Simpsons, I wouldn't know how to speak English. I basically learned English watching The Simpsons every day when I first moved out of China. So having Mike Reese there, and he was totally gracious, But I was just very starstruck um, having met one of the creators.
1: Oh, wow. That's really cool. And of all places, you wouldn't think that he would be there. But it really kind of shows you how small of a world that we have that you can meet someone like that, that type of festival. And him, you know, uh, having that experience, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, technology has brought a lot of not very nice things to this world, but travel, traveling, and um, and film is definitely one of the greatest things that it brought out. So I appreciate um, what you know the scientists behind making it happen.
1: Yeah, and I can only look forward to what we can see in the future. Do you think that um, we're going to be getting a sequel? To power Rangers, um, or is that something that you're not aware of as this as of this moment
0: you know it's always at the edge of awareness, and I've always said that I would love to do it again um, because the all the costs and and the crew just were we became so close on the series um, and ever since this inception there's always been talk of sequels but in the movie business, it's like, um, it's like life. It's like a box of chocolates. You never expect when come or what you're going to get. So let's just be patient and wait. And if you guys would like to see one, then make your voices heard because we all know how important audience feedback is right now. And, and the fan base and with social media and everything. So it's easy to speak out. So the more that people speak out, the more likely, It'll happen.
1: Absolutely, um, we definitely see that happening. Uh, the fans ask, and if they ask loud enough, it can happen from time to time. Uh, yeah, I you guys have really the power, that...
0: man.
1: <laughs> Geek nation, we try.
0: Geek nation, <laughs> if you have it, you gotta flaunt it. Flaunt that geekiness out there. I mean, I've I've done some cons in the past. Um, and just having people come up to me and, you know, asking for a picture, they can act all cool about it, you know, not, not, no big deal. But once you stand next to them and feel the shaking, like it's actually vibrations coming off of them, like wanting to meet some of the people behind the scenes and definitely wanting to see more of what they love. So let that out. I mean, geek is cool now. Nerd is cool. So flaunt it.
1: I think it's really funny with me, at least personally growing up, and I don't know how it was for you, but being called, say, like a quote-unquote geek was one of those things that wasn't really a good thing back then. But now it's like, no, we're we're the cool kids now. <laughs> As we're older, we're now the cool kids, and we're the ones who are kind of almost uh, shaping the industry, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I mean, God, imagine all the superhero movies that's been made and the, and the money behind it and the money that it's earned and also the appreciation and the love that's been put out there and the warm reception that's been expressed by everybody. Without geeks, without the love for superheroes in comic books and technology and sci-fi and fantasy, how could this happen? It couldn't happen, right? Absolutely. I mean, how, how many, you know, how many jock movies, sport movies, whatever, not that there's anything wrong with them. I mean, I love a good sports and underdog tale, but um, how many of those movies are making billions and billions and billions of dollars at the box office? have got to be proud know of he could now. And you know what?
1: We are. That is completely what we are right now and I wouldn't have it any other way I just think that is fantastic and I think that through all of this geekiness where as we were saying before with Aquaman, James Wan, uh, Jason Lamoa we're really stretching and stretching out with diversity in movies and it's becoming possible through these superhero movies that's how we're starting to show it and that's just super important. And it's good that we're making that step forward with this medium.
0: Yeah. I think geeks have always been the underdog of um, any social circle. And that's why we embrace heroes so much because I was, as I was moving around as a kid, I was bullied so much. I mean, I had a bloody nose every single freaking day because I was different because I wasn't into the things that people were into because I spoke with a funny accent and that's why I got into superheroes because I felt like, um, I felt like there was injustice and someone should stand up for me. I always remembered one of my elementary school teachers when um, I got in trouble for fighting, of course, Um, my mom had to come and see her and she said that, you know, this kid, he gets into a fight every single day. He gets into trouble every single day. But I got to say one thing, that when he fights, he only fights for things that he finds that aren't right. And that actually brought tears to my eyes. I mean, I, I didn't cry when I was getting the crap beat out of me, but I cried when <laughs> she said that because I just felt like she understood, you know?
1: Absolutely. And honestly, to all of those kids who took fights with you, you're the one who's laughing now because you're part of a almost close to billion dollar movie.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, it the reception for Aquaman and Where Is Moaning is just in and Aquaman now kind of in your backseat. You told me that you're in Beijing right now and I'd love to hear about your upcoming projects that you're working on.
0: Well, there's been something that I think people will see fairly soon but this is one of the most tight-lit projects that I've ever um, had the pleasure of working on and it's pretty exciting how secretive it is. Um, but people will definitely know once it's out. Um, This is something I I finished, I think, early last year, and it's something that um, definitely everyone will know about once it's out. But currently I'm working with um, uh, a Netflix on a project in Malaysia, and I think it's a great platform because it's been able to tell a lot of different stories and reach a lot of different people. And that's what I want to do, right? I want my stories to actually reach as many people as possible um, and touch people and actually, you know, open up minds and hearts. So I'm I'm doing that right now for the first half of next year. And um, the, the last half of next year, I'm not sure if uh, Hollywood has plans for me, and there's something over there right now and my fingers crossed on, I would definitely move back there and and do that, but um, when people tell me that I live in Beijing, I don't really live here I just live I want to live where I work right now because there's lots of work to be done
1: right, absolutely, and for you to be um working on a Netflix project is really cool because it will certainly a lot of people. It will be available for a lot of people. So I believe that's very exciting. And I'm really excited about this little secret project that you have, but I know I'm not going to push too much.
0: Yeah, you'll know once it's out. You'll definitely know. (laughs) And then maybe we can talk again, because it's definitely right up your alley.
1: Oh, I would love that so much. And... This has been an absolute fantastic talk. I really hope that when this little project comes, I'm going to call it little right now, even though it's going to be huge. When this little project comes out, I really hope that you can come back on and we can speak about it because it has just been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I'm so happy that Aquaman has done so well, that you're doing so well because it sounds like you are just going to have this like fantastic career, just can't go anywhere but up at this moment.
0: Hey, thanks for the well wishes, much love. And if people want to <laughs>
1: um,
0: keep track of me, I mean, um, when I'm working, I'm, I'm usually not on social media that much, but I try to keep my team updated so they handle that for me. But you can find me anywhere on Twitter or Instagram, or Facebook just under Ludi Lin.
1: Under Ludi Lin. You guys, anyone who's listening, definitely go and add Ludi so that you can stay up to date with everything that he has been in. Um, Absolutely fantastic. Ludi, if I can get you to say that you are speaking right now with Geek Vibes Live, that would be amazing.
0: Sorry, deep Vibe who? Uh, if
1: you can say Geek, that you're Geek sorry. Geek Vibe Live, yeah. That, uh, no, sorry. Geek Vibe Nation, my bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's another job you've got, huh? That's your super yeah. super secret identity.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all, right, um, all right,
0: here we go. Yep. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Ludi Lin, and you're here listening to me speaking with Geek5Nation.
1: Yes, awesome. Thank you so much, Ludi Lin, and I am your host, Tia Favey. This has been a fantastic interview. If you haven't gone and seen Aquaman in theaters, go run right now. And if you've already seen it, go see it a second or third time because it's worth it. Thank you very much. Uh,
0: much love. Appreciate it. Hi guys. Bye.